Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. Happy Friday. I'm coming live to you from a car. (laughs) (laughs) I called Alyssa to like start recording and she answered all cool in her sunglasses in the driver's seat of her car. And I was like, oh my God, I got the time wrong and you don't need the answer to tell me that. But no, tell the people why you're in your car. Guys, we are finally blessing ourselves with a second bathroom in our home. We lived in a one bedroom, one bath for seven years, almost. And we bought this little house and we're adding a second bathroom to it. It's very exciting and also very loud. So I'm outside. Yeah, so you guys so don't hear any of big the kid of you. It's like you're fully building a room and the most complicated <laughs> of rooms next to like a kitchen to build. This is like the fact that you lived together for seven years in a place that had one bathroom and was smaller is very like Love Island, like putting your relationship to the test. Yeah. And now you're being rewarded by having what I've heard is the secret to a successful marriage. And that is two toilets. <laughs> I'm stoked. Look, if we were not torn apart by being trapped in a one bathroom apartment with carpet during a global pandemic, like I don't really think anything is going to No, you're solid. Wait, we need a, a slug update. Uh, we won. We won. We got rid of all the slugs. I think my rosemary plant died in the process, but it was helpful. Mm. It seems like they hate rosemary and uh, I have to just reapply this sluggo stuff every two weeks. So hopefully that will just keep them away, but we've not seen any slugs. And I'm I'm honestly like shocked when things like work the way the internet says they'll work, you know, because it's usually (laughs) like drink apple cider vinegar and then you'll never have a pimple again and you're like this is not working for anybody (laughs) but uh when it comes to slugs the internet has got their number so that's oh fuck yeah wow that makes (laughs) me so happy I killed like a moth the other day that somehow got into the house and I started to be all pissy about it and then I was like you know what Taylor put it into perspective it's not a fucking slug (laughs) and it made me feel better about it (laughs) very cute let's get into the second part of Salt Lake City this iconic Real Housewives episode holy shit um I I cannot (laughs) it would be so funny if I was arrested that's end of sentence period no it would be so funny if I was arrested for this crime that Jen Shaw is arrested for and any one of my friends was like I mean, I just thought she had a sugar daddy that none of us knew about. (laughs) That's so hilarious. Whitney is like, I just, I always knew there was extra money coming from somewhere, but I just assumed it was a sugar daddy. And I I, could not stop laughing. I actually think that's a compliment. You know, yeah. you have to be really like, I would not think Jen Shaw had a sugar daddy, you know, like first number one you have to be a sugar baby. So Mm -hmm. I feel like she's out of the range of being a sugar baby age-wise. Secondly, you know, you have to be really pretty fucking hot to be a, to have a sugar daddy. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's a, it's a compliment that Whitney 
sees her in that way. I think overall, I loved, and this is absolutely without a doubt how I would react if one of our friends got arrested like this. I loved seeing people be like, I knew the money didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where it was coming yeah. from. Because <laughs> that's I, you. I work and I know how much people get paid and I know how much things are worth and it didn't add up to me. Mm-hmm. And truly, like, we'll get into Meredith, but like, everyone was talking about how Meredith was being so villainous. And I have actually, this is very, <laughs> this is dark, but I think it's funny. I had an uncle who was arrested for stealing money as a financial manager. He stole millions <gasps> of dollars from people. He was like in the LA times. You can Google it. It's crazy. Um, I had to lie to my cousins when they were kids about him, like being in prison. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> His mom, the mom was like, we don't want them to know it was wild. Um, anyway, my mom told me, I was like, you know, as an adult, I asked her about that. Cause it was so insane. And, um, my mom was like, well, your dad and I and his sister and her husband started their businesses like at the same time. Right. And they, their business just like took off and they had like all this money. And she was like, we were always so hard on ourselves. Like maybe we're just not as good at this as them, whatever it is. And it was just like such a point of pride that they, they like constantly were buying people things and throwing these lavish parties. And then my mom was like, and when he got arrested, I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. To you. Oh <laughs> you <know>? my God. <laughs> she was like, I didn't feel like I wasn't like what at all. I was like, yeah, something was not right. And I feel like that's what Meredith's reaction was. And especially yeah. if someone like came after your kid. I don't feel like she's being villainous at all. Do you? Yeah. I also think it's, it's disingenuous to pretend like you feel something that you don't in this case where, you know, we did get to see some really, what felt like authentic reactions of Jen's closer friends crying at this news at the thought of the kids and the family and like all this stuff, like those were, so if you're next to those people and you're putting on like a fake, like, oh no, she's arrested people are going to smell that out from a mile away. It also like, it doesn't matter. Like, what do you, who are you doing that for? So you might as well be like, you know what, honestly, I'm not shocked. It's, and it's, it sucks in this case that it's like on TV. And so it feels a little bit like it's rubbing it in or like, you know, kicking Jen Shaw while she's down. But if this was real life and there's no cameras, then I would rather hear that reaction from a friend and have you be like, oh, it doesn't surprise me that so-and-so is it just is, it's your real reaction. The thing that I thought was the most insane behavior out of any of them. And I know everyone on earth feels this way is why the fuck was Meredith in a bubble bath the entire day? You know, as a person who is constantly told by therapists not to compare herself to people and who is constantly told by people, including my fiance, that, you know, having sort of like vendettas and like judgmental, like uh, grudges against other people for money is extremely unhealthy. That was a celebration. Meredith was celebrating. (laughs) And I think she deserves it. You know, like if she, she obviously like opened up and was like, you know, one of her employees stole a clutch from my store, like all this shit. She has a lot of gripes with her quote unquote friend, Jen Shaw. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to take a five hour bubble bath when your quote unquote friend Jen Shaw is arrested for fucking fraud when you've yeah. been put trying to be the bigger person this entire time. I don't think that it's insane to be like, I'm going to treat myself to like champagne and a bubble yeah, bath it's, because wow. fuck my friend of me, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was so, <laughs> it made the episode even more, it like really leveled up the whole thing because yeah. she was in it for what felt like hours. I know people talked about it on watch what happens live afterwards. They were like, if she was in the bathtub when Mary arrived and when the bus arrived, she was in there for hours. But yeah. it's also a funny thing. I think a lot about as someone who's on camera a lot, like I, I get so much comfort from having hair and makeup and like even mm-hmm. you know, script coordinators and stuff, just like keeping an eye on my shit and people be invested and in making sure like, I don't have a nipple popping out or like something in my teeth. And these ladies don't have that really. I'm sure they get like some interaction from the crew that's there, but I would be like, what do I look like in this bathtub? And you know how <laughs> I feel about being wet. I do not like people seeing me when I am wet. And so I was just like, you have to be so you have to want to commit to being in that tub and like just praying that those bubbles are over your nips and just I know. wanting to have a, a conversation, you know, so many people are going to watch. It's insane. I also got so tickled at, listen, when I was in high school, I was doing so much musical theater. I've done so much musical theater growing up. I swear to God that I got a five on my AP US history exam because of what I learned from musical theater. Like I learned about the great depression through Annie, like you just like learn about shit through (laughs) American musicals. There's literally so much history in them. And I did so well on that test. And it reminded me so much of, of, um, Whitney and Heather talk, Whitney and Heather, Whitney and yeah, Heather talking about how they learned how to wash money and launder money through Ozark. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, that's it. We learned so fucking much on TV and through musical theater. I just love that when he was like, actually like a nail salon and construction is like a really big thing. I'm like, look at her. She's acting like she's on fucking CSI, but that's just the confidence that I talk about with everything that I learned from theater. It's great. What if she was like, and any business Lisa Vanderpump opens, like that's a great way to wash money. <laughs> yeah. Something called sexy, unique restaurant. Yeah. Um, that's probably it. Yeah. I just like got such, such a kick out of that. Oh man. It's so funny. Anything else very, from this episode? Um, I think like just generally, uh, um, Heather is probably the best friend you could ever have like down to they, you know, Jenny, who clearly hates Jen, was like, I'm going to eat all her snacks. And yeah. Heather was like, guys, it feels like we're pillaging. And then, and she was also like, can we at least be grateful that Sharif does not have internal bleeding? Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, and I love Heather. I think she's doing great. And this is not a knock on her. It seems like she has this level of naivete that maybe comes from like being, I don't know, so Mormon and sheltered like her entire life that, and now she's like in a lot of areas, like learning things for the first time outside Mm -hmm. of that context. And so I think that allows her to like be, take things at face value in a way that lets her be a good friend in the situation. Like she's like, I thought she was turning herself in. It's like, no bitch, she's running from the fucking No, I felt like a bad person because there was no, I could talk about this for years and years and years and it would never occur to me to the, the suggestion that Jen would have been turning herself in. Like, I just do not see that much good in people. And the, the idea yeah. of this person who did something so wrong for so long, I would never be like, well, you know, it's a possibility. She could have been turning herself in. It is. I do think you hit the nail on the head that it, that's a very, like, there's something very sweet and about 
where Heather is coming from. And I feel like she has cherry picked a lot of the like good traits and like good morals Mm -hmm. and like the kind of that positive outlook on like people and humanity that does come from being so deeply religious for so long, but then is Mm -hmm. also benefiting from being able to be free and be herself and be authentic and not feel like suppressed by that religion anymore. But it's nice that it seems like she's just sort of like taken tools from that toolbox and is still a good person. Uh, We love you, Heather, so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about The Bachelorette. Okay. I've been slightly annoyed at the new random announcing of who's the bachelor and who's the bachelorette and plucking people and then doing two bachelorettes back to back and like trying to keep us on our toes because over a month ago, they announced that Clayton from this season was going to be the bachelor. And I was like, that's Mm -hmm. a little annoying to me because I haven't even watched the bachelorette yet. Like we don't even know what the deal is with Clayton. And for the first few episodes, he really flies under the radar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is annoying. Now I just like want to know it's very, um, Craig and page of winter house where I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck is going to happen? And I become this little PI. I will say that this week, Clayton really came out from the back row for me was Mm -hmm. so darling. I think I totally get it. I, I, it, this is usually the time in the season two, where I start to like have my first few moments of really getting sucked into the show and being like, Oh my God, they have such a real connection. And (laughs) I, I liked that. It's not until what week four or week five, whatever week this is that Michelle is like, Hey, you've been kind of hanging out in the background, but when I do get to know, wait, do get to hang out with you. I'm like enjoying myself. And he's like, Oh my God, me too. I'm like really <laughs> feeling like there's something here and it's growing. And I'm sitting on my couch being like, this is it. This is real. Okay. I like this. This is believable to me. <laughs> this feels like a good, healthy connection. He's not obsessed with her and losing his mind. Like Rick, he feels like he's there for the right reasons as opposed to Joe. I'm like fully, it sucks me in completely. And now of course we know that it doesn't work out and I'm already devastated. Um, and I just feel like I'm, I'm now like team Clayton. I'm, I'm sipping the Kool-Aid. I was just like, oh, look at his abs. Okay, yeah, he can be the bachelor. <laughs> like, no problem. He's like a very, like, you see that guy and you're like, he looks like someone that would be the bachelor for sure. Oh, he he's, very, yeah, he's very like, old school bachelor. Yeah, he also seems very, like, joyful. Like, he's having a great yeah. time. And so that's, I think it's nice. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's not a bad pick. I'm interested to see how the rest of her relationships play out. And I don't know them not making Joe the bachelor, I guess is very smart. Cause like, I have no idea what's going to happen with him. And now I am sort of on the hook yeah, for this relationship. All we know is that obviously he's going to, Michelle is going to break Clayton's heart. I will say at the, um, the Viking thing, uh, when like the Vikings came out at the Viking stadium, first of all, I'm not that smart and don't know a lot about it, but it feels vaguely racist. Is it racist? <laughs> It just felt like weird to me. <laughs> I don't know if that, cause that's not the same thing as like dressing up like a pirate, but a Viking is kind of like a job a being a pirate is a job. That's not racist, but being a Viking feels very, <laughs> feels very, listen, these are important conversations. Uh, feels like it's about like Nordic people and it just felt like, I don't know. It just felt like they were putting on costumes and voices, but it felt, and they were like, this is the food that we eat. And I was like, this doesn't feel good to me. Um, here's I what, don't know. Okay, here's what I would compare it to. I hear your logic. 
and okay. I don't have the answer. And I also didn't think of being a pirate as a job until right now. So <laughs> it is a job. <laughs> Honestly, lifestyle is teaching us so much purely because of musical theater <laughs> like that's I can see where you're getting all your knowledge at this point mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. lederhosen beer garden shit that feels the same as dressing up as a viking to me and that's like German uh, culture you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. beer being a beer maid like is that's a real yeah so I think I think uh I don't know if it's racist I think if it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if the Vikings were oppressed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so true. Maybe yeah. That in fact, to they feel it. like pillagers and yeah, the and oppressors. Yeah, the oppressors. <laughs> yeah. But if, and if that's the case, if we're too much on the other side, there's just there's just a lot to. And could I Google it and do some research for sure? Am I going to? I'm like super busy. I don't know. But I will say to argue against my own argument, apparently like gypsy, not great. Oh yeah. Oppression, you know, like Mm -hmm. making fun of Romanian people who Mm -hmm. I would argue I know nothing about and (laughs) would you argue that, you know, so would argue um, that I know nothing about this. I will definitely go to a debate and formally argue that I do not know this thing. Sure. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. It's giving me, it's giving me a lot to think about. And I think it could go either way. (laughs) I will say what was funny to me about it when they like brought out the boys, the Vikings, like brought out the boys to come and do like a skull scream. Right. Clayton did it. And I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) I like this. He did it in a way that was so hot. And then the other boys came out and it was just like uncomfortable. And then Rick, who I objectively on paper think is hot. Rick came out and gave what looked like a shit. Like he, his like eyes are bulging out. His veins are popping out and he like squatted on the ground. And it was the most unsexy thing I've ever seen. And so it went from being like, they always make them do stupid challenges that I think mean nothing. But then that one little moment of the Viking challenge, if I'm Michelle, I'm like, oh, done deal. Rick is out. Clayton front runner. Like it's one scream, one skull scream made all of the difference for me. It's wild, wild, wild. I hate when they make them eat like stuff that's been sitting out for so long. That's like questionable to begin with because I've been food poisoned so many times. And it's like, if I was in that situation, I would tell myself like they wouldn't let us eat anything that was going to make me really sick. But you don't know. I don't know. There's like a PA in charge of keeping the flies off the brains. Like that's just so disgusting. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. It's not impressive. Also, it's like such a big, beautiful stadium that they were in. And then they just like played this little like gross Viking game in like a six by six patch on the field. I was like, this makes no sense. Why did, why are you yeah. here? Um, I really enjoyed, remember we talked about like how, uh, Joe was Minnesota, Mr. Basketball, which was a huge deal. And Mike was like, I wonder why I've never heard of him. I wonder why he never played in the NBA or you try or he didn't try to or whatever. And now we heard his whole injury story. And I have to say, as a woman with a sprained ankle, it really resonated with me. Yeah. <laughs> I so stupid like obviously I'm not you know that sounds really traumatic I'm not trying to make jokes about it but I'm truly like I would like to play sports some more but I do not want to do these exercises five times a day I do not yeah. want to write the alphabet with my fucking injured foot that hurts yeah. five times a day and I can only imagine I think that's the first time like athletes are so 
they present this, you know, facade of being so tough all the time. That's part of the job. That's part of the culture. And I've never heard someone say like, I just really was not mentally capable of going through the pain and the commitment to get back out there. And it's also one of those things too, where it's like, you, once you're injured, you're afraid it's going to hurt again to a certain extent. Like even, okay. A bee was chasing me the other day and I can't, (laughs) I can't, I can't run. Like I can't move fast, but I've, I've rehabbed enough to the point where like, I can walk pretty normally. So I kind of forget that I have a serious injury and I tried to run from the bee and it like fucked up my foot again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I can't imagine being able to like run in a basketball game again, normally, because I'm going through like the process of rehabbing an injury. If you have a plate in your foot and like a doctor fucked up your surgery and your whole identity is basketball and you're in constant pain all the time. I mean, I just thought that was a really interesting thing to see on The Bachelor that we don't get a lot. Yeah, no, it was a super like unique story. And in and the, the many levels that it affected him and that I think so many different people can relate to, like you're saying in different <laughs> ways, like, because it is, it's something, I don't know. I've, I don't know if other families are, are like this. I'm sure there's at least some, but like talking about pain, if you're in uh, like, it was just something that was kind of discouraged. Also, mm-hmm. like if you have a headache and you need Advil, like go for it. Or if you need to say like, I have a toothache, I need to go to the dentist. But if you, once it's like stated there, it was not really okay to keep being like, Oh, but my foot or my head, you just like, didn't. And so I do think there's a lot of people who are discouraged from like talking really openly about their pain and it Mm -hmm. sucks. Cause I, and you should feel like in trusted company, you could be like, no, my fucking foot still hurts. And this is a big part of what is my everyday life. And so, and it clearly seemed like a wound. He doesn't talk about a lot. And it's sweet that he felt like safe enough with Michelle to sort of open up and be like, physically, this was so incredibly challenging and just like a really, really tough thing for me to deal with. On top of that, all of the mental stuff about being in pain, all of, you go from a young, healthy, like pain-free body to being in such constant pain. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, his identity is completely wrapped up in this. Like it would be, I, I can't imagine somebody just being like, Hey Taylor, you can't act ever again out of nowhere. Yeah. I would be like, ah, what do I, I would not know what to do. It's so scary. And to know that that can happen in an instant is really terrifying. Um, and so it was like sweet to see them connect about something like that, that it seems like he doesn't talk about very often. I don't know. That whole conversation just made me think that she should pick him. I don't know. But I know that I wish I, I wish I didn't know about this fucking not responding to her DM thing. Yeah. I wish I could just like men in black my brain and erase that memory. But, and she does seem to really like him. And other than that, I think that he's like sweet on the show. So I don't know. I don't know what to think you guys. Is he there for the right reasons or no? Um, let's talk about, Oh, can we talk about the Potomac reunion? Yes. I think it's like, it's a fun little reunion. I find myself just like sitting there and enjoying it. Although sometimes I start to get, I get, I feel really bad for how much people are like coming for Giselle, um, for like just dressing ugly and having a shitty ex-husband. I'm like, <laughs> she can barely change those things. We've tried. We're done. With yeah. It. But what I will say is Ashley Darby is perhaps the only housewife who is so good at being a housewife that they can play a clip 
of her husband calling her fat and body shaming her. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley can respond and tackle the topic head on and somehow give an answer where I in the audience am like, okay, that's fair. Like, I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, I get what she's saying. And I couldn't even tell you what she said, but she's just like, so she's so open. She does answer questions when they come out. She does fight back with people when they fight with her and this crazy, disgusting marriage that I absolutely hate. She still at least answers. And she was like, somehow had an answer where I was like, all right, I guess Michael can just call her fat. Like, (laughs) but I just, I, I just, I really love her. Yeah. I mean, she's an A plus housewife. She gives us like every single fucked up thing that's going on in her life. And it's fucked. Like it's the lead story of like multiple seasons and she, she talks about it and she, I don't know. I mean, and then she also like gets into fights with other housewives and she's not private. Like, I just think she's A plus. I think she belongs on the Rushmore of housewives. Um, and I, yeah. I looked up, um, I was going to get you a Wendy candle. They are sold out. Oh, the seven wick candle is like $250. Okay. How big is it? Like, I don't, I couldn't tell the website. I'll be honest. is like a shitty square space. Hard to navigate at least on my phone. Um, but, and like, I'll fucking throw down for a candle. I've never spent three digits on a candle, but I'm like, show me the candle. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, what is the burn hours? Yeah. You know? like- <laughs> talk, to, talk to me about the hours. Talk to me about the scent, the ingredients. Show me, can I reuse the jar that it comes in? Like, talk to me about this candle. Um, but they're all sold out. And I do appreciate that Andy was like, you did kind of drop the ball in terms of like advertising on the show that the candles haven't been available up until a certain point. And then when they were, they sold out. I think Wendy should go on my favorite reality show of all time, Shark Tank, and get somebody in there who actually knows what they're doing and figure out how to sell her products. And by Wendy, you mean Eddie, who created a business plan yeah. for Wendy. <laughs> yeah Eddie Eddie needs to go on (laughs) like she is a I think she's a doctor I don't know she's a PhD like I somewhere Mm -hmm. in there there should be like business plan 101 as a class I know what were you learning (laughs) it goes to show that you could be you could be so smart in like so many arenas and then just have like complete blind spots and that then people are like what like how do you not know (laughs) imagine Wendy getting together with Tom and Tom and trying to write anything down that's my favorite fantasy right now. It's like, how do these, how do these people, they get enough power and they get enough of a platform to get things like these major product lines and these bars and these, and it's just like, these people are, <laughs> don't know how to do that, but they I think like that they do. Ban, I want to put a ban on anyone writing anything down. <laughs> <laughs> Hire a copywriter who's 24 to yeah. write you a mission statement a you bravo know, writing. writing ban we yeah. are suggesting a bravo writing ban andy would be Please. like okay but just me so yeah. just me and my book <laughs> um what a beautiful segue into vanderpump oh um, my god did you know have we talked about my wiki feet no okay so wiki feet came up on this episode wiki feet is a website that is a database of like celebrity feet 
And it's like Wikipedia where it's like self ran. And what people will do is they go and they screenshot pictures of your feet from your Instagram or from TV or from YouTube videos, anytime your feet are exposed and they create a profile for you. And then people can go vote one through five. And it's like, (laughs) it's like bad, like, okay, average, good and great. Like, it's like really a shitty thing. I have a wiki feet. I have like really plateaued because I've gotten so many okay votes, which makes me want to rip my hair. Like who are the people who are <laughs> logging on to wiki feet, going to my page and submitting like a three, like either love them or hate them. If you, if you love, if you have a fucking foot fetish, good for you. You have this website. It's free. Go for it. And go love the feet or hate the feet. I'm not even offended by the people who voted bad feet. I'm honored that they like put in their two cents. But there's so many of my votes that are okay that I'm like, what's what's going on? And how do I fix that? So Is, that's sort of- There's <laughs> no like commenting? Um, No, let me look it up real quick. Because I don't have, look, I don't have foot fetish, right? So I'm not going to pretend like I understand what is good and bad. I mean, obviously I could say like you have pretty feet or you have like feet that need to be cared for or something. (laughs) (laughs) Big old old, like clompers. I don't know. Um, But I'm like, what are, is it subjective? Like are people judging it based on what turns them on? Like maybe someone is into really long toes and someone is in right. really short toes, you know, those kinds of things that feels very personal. And so to have like just a uniform scale with no feverish, like fights happening over feet on the website, it seems very like we're missing a big part of what, um, yeah, the experience I do. Could be. I do wonder if they should add that to their thing. So <laughs> it does say, it says a uh, feet rating. I have 141 total votes. I have, wow. okay. It goes from ugly. I have two votes. Bad, I have six. (laughs) Okay, I have 13. Nice, 31. And beautiful, I have 89. So that's that's really nice. It says that my shoe size is not set. And then there's just, I have 28 photos that are a collection of random screenshots and photos that show my feet like even a little bit, but I'm not seeing any comments. But here's the big headline. People who liked Taylor Mishak's feet also liked Anna Kendrick's feet and Eva Longoria's feet. (laughs) this is what I'm saying there's no uniformity what is the what is the connection like Uh, you have to ask somebody with the foot fetish I suppose but the reason that this came up for everyone who's like why are they talking about Vanderpump and immediately start talking about wiki feet is because Charlie suggested first of all she also has one of course I'm sure all the Vanderpump girls do she was like people can make good money selling pictures of their feet. Why don't we fund Raquel's nose with pictures of our feet? And Raquel was like, so turned up at that. She was like, no, I couldn't possibly. And I'm like, Raquel, (laughs) you're already on a reality show where there's so many embarrassing and exposing things. There's so much in your relationship you've shared. You're not going to snap a pic of your foot and just sell it and then fund your nose. Like, come on. I come also, on. Like, first of all, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever suggested. So for sweet. Anyone on Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> like, these girls are, their, are her best friends. And second of all, toes for nose is such a A plus 
name for a fundraiser. I was like very impressed by that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was everything bad I've said about Charlie. Take it back. Like she's a saint. I think she's a creative saint. Um, She also is like Whitney smart where it's like, she knows how to get a sugar daddy if she needs one. If she knows how to sell pictures of her feet, like, you know, there's, there's some, that's the hard part, right? Is like finding a safe way to do that where you're not exposing too much of your information and you're not people aren't going to come find you or you don't have to go on like the black hole of the dark web internet whatever but you're right that's very very kind (laughs) I have to segue into something that you're not gonna like but I'm gonna do it anyway um Sheena her boobs I looked them up oh they're bad they're bad they're real bad (laughs) oh my god I was hoping that you would. I started to, and then I ended up just getting like red carpet pictures of her for that movie. The boobs are bad. I'm sorry. I hate to be this person. You know, I want to be like, all bodies are beautiful, et cetera. But I also want to be truthful to people listening to this (laughs) podcast. And it's hard for boobs to be that bad, but they're not good. They're really, they are not what I thought they would be. Maybe they've changed as she's gotten older. She's like, I really think that she would look better with like a little bit more weight to like help her boobs like they are just not they're not mm. cute they're not I mean do we know what I she's never for. gotten a boob job right I wonder if she has because if she had I would be like I get it you know <laughs> like, she does <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh my god oh my god no but no I do feel I mean I hear you I've seen some really great before and after pics of boob jobs where I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. Get a boob, like go for it, girl, like do it. Um, and so this was maybe the case. I mean, now it's hard because current day, she knows breastfeeding has huge, Big ones. huge yeah. boobs. Yeah. It comes up just, like every episode. Here's, I think this is what it is. I'm confused because we've seen quite a bit of cleavage from her over the years, which was like, good. I never would have thought like, oh, that's not good. And um, we've heard like who she's hooked up with like John Mayer and Jesse Metcalf and yeah. Rob Valletta or whomever, probably some athletes in there as well that she's alluded to. And I'm like, you know, there's, I would expect unless I don't know though, maybe she just did like really freaky stuff with them. Like, you know, was the third in a lot of situations. Yeah. Well, and they look, um, I think that they look great in clothes. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's why I was like, but it was a very long time ago. Like she looks totally different. So I don't know, maybe something has changed, but I was imagine, like shocked. Ima- I mean, I'm sure again, there's some like dark web version of this, but I love that wiki feet because the foot fetish thing, while so many people have it, like there is still something that is unsexy to a lot of people about feet and, and like not super, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't feel super personal about it so I look at my wiki feet and I'm like this is funny I'm enjoying this this is a fun topic of conversation imagine if there was a wiki boobs I would just go drown myself yeah exactly but but it's because that it's funny to me that that I that body part we can be like I'm not offended if somebody says my feet are ugly but if somebody voted that my boobs were ugly or okay I would be devastated I know I know and I feel that as I'm saying it but I'm also thinking of all the things that Sheena has ever said so I think it's okay you're fine also also she put her boobs out there like I think people can comment on my body parts that I put on tv go for it I mean I you can't you can't control what and people say once you everyone do it. remember that about her boobs if she ever does nudity no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no I, I stop at the nip this actually brings up like an interesting philosophical discussion for me so like law mm. I think Lala 
someone said that they like masturbated to this like raunchy film that Sheena was in. Yeah, Lala said that, yeah. And it it brought up this instance for me when I was in college, I was in a very small screenwriting class. There was like 10 people. And one of the people in the screenwriting class, you know, um, was a porn star. And I, and all the men in the class seem to have known this the entire time. I don't, maybe they just have a radar for it. I did not know this until after like well into the class, I like had become friends with this girl, you know, just like in class and, um, you know, knew her on a more personal level than I've ever known any porn star. And then was faced with, you know, that information way too late into the relationship and obviously decided to still go watch her porn. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wondering if you were in the same situation, like if you found out your friend, you're like, you know, like friend in class, not like you hang out with them all the time. You found out they were porn star. Would you go watch their porn where they were? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. In fact, in fact, I worked at a coffee shop for years and we had for some reason in West Hollywood, um, a gaggle of regulars that were porn stars. And we found out because one of them had an LCC or no, LLC, LLC for their porn company or their porn name or whatever. So when they came up, when we rang up their coffees, it had some like really sexual (laughs) name on it. And, and then that person would leave and we like Googled the name and then like (laughs) fucking porn came up and we were like, Oh my God. And then we realized that they were all friends. And then once you know that, and then they start bringing people in, you could, you know, some people have a a porn look. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we, all of us, the entire staff, like pulled up one of the videos in the back and watched it in the office. We were like, oh my God, like that's the guy. He likes hazelnut in his coffee. And then someone else came oh, in no. and he was <laughs> one of the, one of my coworkers was like embarrassed to say it. Cause he was like, he was like, listen, I wasn't like, okay, listen, I wasn't like jerking off to this guy's video. I don't want to say his name. Cause then I'm exposing him, but he's like, I wasn't like, you know, actually doing it to this guy's video but I stumbled upon a video with him in it and he was like and then I got very alarmed and he goes I swear to god one of our coffee cups was in the video no yes he was like he came in he got a coffee and then he went to work Taylor and I was like oh my god it was literally like the game of thrones where the starbucks is in the cup but it was literally our coffee cup in the background and we could not believe it but I don't think here's the thing I think that if you if you are if that's your job if you like you're a sex worker and that you work in porn then you and that is just something that you do I think you are you assume that people are going to look it up and that's just that's what certainly what I would do if I owned um, that coffee shop, first of all, that's the best possible ending to that story. I'm so glad that I brought this up. Second of all, if I owned that coffee shop, I would absolutely screenshot it, print it out and frame it and put it in the- I know, <laughs> I know. We were all store. mad. We were like, why didn't you screenshot it? And he was like, I wasn't going to screenshot. I was porn. He's like, he's like inside of somebody during this. We were like, you should have screenshotted it. And then I promised myself I was going to go find it. I was like, that's so funny. I have to go find it. And I actually wrote down in my reminders on my phone, like look up- this porn video, <laughs> but I didn't write it down so explicitly. I just wrote like the guy's name and then like, uh, I think coffee cup or something like that. So I forgot what it was for a long time. And only recently I was like, Oh, I was supposed to try and find the porn where he has the, but I would have to do, this is a, let's just say he's very popular. He's a busy man. 
um, on wow. porn. I also told when I left <laughs> the coffee shop to go shoot Dave, I like told all of them, there's a big table of porn, porn stars. And I was like, please watch the show, Dave. <laughs> and I told them all, and I've thought about them. I've been like, I wonder if they ever watched me on my show. <laughs> oh yeah. That's but that's really, that. so did, did someone else in your screenwriting class come up to you and be like, Hey, she does porn. Or did she ever tell you? Okay. So in retrospect, like she obviously had the look of doing porn. Like I, it was always like, Oh, this girl has like a sugar daddy or like, she's dressing very, like a lot of cutout low tops. Like I'm, you know, in my pajamas essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was always kind of like, what's up with her. And then I think one of the guys in my group, I might've been hooking up with him or something. And I heard him talking about it. And then once I was like, wait, what are you talking about? They were all like, oh yeah. How do you not know? Like she's a fucking porn star. And then the screenwriting teacher was also like, oh yeah, she's definitely a porn star. (gasps) Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah, you can't, some people are just like dressed super, super sexy. And I'm sure that there's porn stars out there who don't dress really sexually. So it's a whole, it could be, it could be anybody. I'm also fascinated that like OnlyFans and TikTok and stuff are putting the power back in porn stars hands. So I think there's going to be like more people doing it. Um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that this is going to keep coming up. Oh, anyway, what great. We've learned so much this week about Vikings about <laughs> porn stars about <laughs> sluggo being effective um how fabulous 